when you do notice yourself getting stuck in comparison, I think the best tip that I've ever heard that's actually practical versus saying, just stop comparing, um, is to ask yourself, is this something I even want? Hello, and welcome to the Three Uniques podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Rigby. I'm a business and leadership coach and entrepreneur. I'm a single mom of two teenagers and a purpose-led believer. My mission is to maximize the human potential by helping you unlock what's unique in all of us and design a big life that leaves you whole, grounded, and complete. Welcome to Three Uniques. Hi everyone, Brenda here. I'm really excited to introduce you to Sarah Yukin. Sarah is a relationship anxiety coach and she's also a guest mentor within Aligned AF, my 12-month coaching experience for leaders and entrepreneurs up to big juicy goals in their life. So I invited Sarah in back in January to speak to within a, a group coaching session with the participants of Aligned AF. And what I thought I would share with you today is just a brief snippet recording of that actual session. So Sarah is actually going to walk us through some components of, you know, how to reduce that relationship anxiety that we may have with our partner or other people that are significant in our life. And here's the thing, everyone that's listening. When I'm working with my clients who are leaders of business teams, strategies, or entrepreneurs that are starting up their business or scaling up, I don't want my clients to feel that they have to put relationships that are important in their life with their spouses, their partners, significant others, or their children, friends, family on hold because of the business. And I've seen that all too often where it's like, oh, we need to have work-life balance and we need to separate the two and blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in that methodology. I don't believe it works. There's one life, one Brenda, there's not 50 Brendas and I have to be different things to different people or I have to operate a certain way with my business versus how I'm living in my home life. Nah, I toss that whole concept out the window. And I love bringing folks like Sarah, uh, who in her own coaching practice works with her clients around their relationship anxiety with their partners but specifically bring her in as a guest mentor when I'm working with my clients around their vision, their goals, and things that they want for their life. They want to have a deeper connection with their partner, then let's talk about that. And let's bring in some experts that are really gifted in their craft, in their you know, area of expertise to be able to share that with you. So this is an example of it. I'd love for you to sit back and enjoy. You may even want to bring out a journal because there's an exercise that Sarah takes us through that you can also do on your own uh, after listening or throughout the course of this podcast. Please enjoy it and let me know what you think. Leave a comment, a like, send me a message. Love to hear from you. There's going to be other people in our life and it doesn't just have to be romantically, but there are people in our life that we want to experience deep connections to. And it seems like that's a shared, um, you know, goal of many people in this group. So let's talk about what that involves. And similar to creating an aligned AF relationship with yourself, there's many other ways to create relationships with partners or others, but I just wanted to list some that are really top of mind for me and things that I see my clients wanting to talk about often. And so I'm going to focus on these six pillars, if you will, today. The first is just maintaining that aligned AF relationship with yourself taking responsibility for your role in the relationship and the dynamic, 
The third is reducing comparisons and doing what works for you. And this applies in any relationship that you have. Releasing perfectionist tendencies and expectations is a big part of any relationship dynamic, not just romantic. Uh, setting clear communication and asking for your needs to be met. Such an important part of any relationship, right? Whether it's with family, loved ones, um, intimate partner, colleagues. And then lastly, relational boundaries. So let's just get right into it. Um, Want to make sure we have some time for chat and discussion at the end here. So maintaining an aligned AF relationship with self. So we just went over this. I don't need to hammer it in too much more, but everything we just discussed for your relationship to yourself really doesn't change when you're in relationship to others. And actually, I would argue that even though it tends to not be the case because we just are so busy when we're in our relationships, if we can actually continue our aligned AF relationship with ourselves while in relationship to others, then it actually improves those other relationships. So we think that when we're in relationships, we don't need to focus on ourselves as much. And I would argue the opposite is true. The second just point to mention here is that your relationship to others is, oh, that's kind of what I just said, sorry, <laughs> strengthened when you are connected to yourself, jumped ahead of myself there. Um, but it really is the truth, at least for me, that when I feel more connected to myself, me and Nate's relationship gets stronger. And as I kind of alluded to at the very start of the presentation, I don't believe you have to fully love yourself before you can give love to others, but I do believe there is a correlation there. The next pillar I wanted to talk about here in relationship to others is taking responsibility for your role in the dynamic. So this is such an important part of relationships, and I know I still have so much to practice when it comes to this, but really owning your part in any relationship that you're in is huge. And there's a difference between taking blame or something being your fault and actually just taking responsibility for your part of the dynamic. So Maybe if someone did something hurtful to us, yes, that's not our fault, but it's our responsibility to decide what to do next. So are we going to respond in a certain way? Are we going to set boundaries or what is our expectations and beliefs about this person and how is that affecting how we show up in that? So it's really important to just really own whatever our responsibility or role is in a situation, even if that doesn't mean we blame ourselves. It just means that we can you know, say, hey, I'm going to be empowering and change this dynamic if I need to, um, versus kind of the disempowering narrative that often happens in relationship to others, which is it's their fault and they did this to me. We always have a choice with how we respond to something that happens to us. And that is a big part of just being in relationship to other people is how we choose to handle those dynamics and what responsibility we can take. The next piece is something that's so common to slip into these days, and that is comparison. So we're humans. We can't necessarily stop comparing, and we don't necessarily want to completely eliminate comparison. But when we're comparing, are we getting stuck into shame and, you know, guilt and feeling less than, or are we using it actually as something just to, you know, check in? And oftentimes I find that if I'm comparing, I usually am coming from a place of shame or I'm not good enough compared to this person, or I'm behind in my career because this person's farther ahead of me. So just being really mindful of when we get stuck in comparisons, what we choose to do about it. And 
it's easy to do that these days on social media. Um, and we think we may know the full story based on social media or hearing a story from someone, but there's so much that we don't. And so really best to not try and think that we understand the full situation. We're also all unique people. And so we cannot necessarily make a fair comparison to others because it's not apples to apples. So if my relationship uh, between me and Nate, am I comparing it to Brenda's relationship? There's so many differences in you know, our beliefs and our personalities and all these things that it's really hard to actually get the full picture. One and two, we're all unique people. So what works for me may not work for Brenda and vice versa. Um, that kind of leads into the exercise that we will do, which was very similar to the one I just led you through is like knowing what you're actually looking for in your relationship and your needs is important so that you can actually um, understand if there's even a need to compare in the first place or if you can just work on your needs getting met. Um, and when you do notice yourself getting stuck in comparison, I think the best tip that I've ever heard that's actually practical versus saying, just stop comparing, um, is to ask yourself, is this something I even want? So when you see someone on social media or you hear a story about someone, you're like, wow, like, huh, like I, I feel some type of way when I see that or hear that it's good to follow up with that and ask, is this something that I actually want for myself? Because we can tend to compare with a ton of things, but sometimes it doesn't actually make sense because it's not even part of our personality to want that thing. Or when we really think about it, it's not actually something that is part of our vision and we just think that it should be. So an example of this could be like public display of affection. Some people hate it, some people love it. And so if you see a couple that's constantly doing that, and you feel a little bit of, you know, some type of way seeing that it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to force yourself to have more PDA to have a good relationship. So just being mindful of what goals you actually have. And, and if you don't have the same shared goals as someone, maybe their relationship isn't even worth comparing to in the first place. This kind of goes in line with um, comparison, but releasing perfectionist tendencies and expectations is so huge in our dynamics with any person. So whether that's romantically, family, friends, career, and this beautiful quote from Brianna Weist, who wrote a book called The Mountain Is You, she says, when we resent people, it's often because they did not live up to the expectation of them that we had in our minds. However, other people are under no obligation to live up to our ideas of them. In fact, our only problem is that we have an unrealistic expectation that someone was meant to be exactly as we think they should or love us exactly as we imagined they would. And this ties to me so beautifully into the perfectionist um, expectation because when I was experiencing the most relationship anxiety, I realized it's because I was holding up Nate to a pedestal, to this perfectionist standard that I saw in movies, and it wasn't even real. Um, and when I realized that I felt disappointed, it was often because I was expecting something of him that wasn't even exactly the way that he can best love me. And that's okay. It didn't need to be exactly as I imagined things would be. So really just unpacking if we have resentment in our relationships or in our life is it because of an expectation that either hasn't been communicated or maybe is actually so far beyond what someone is capable of achieving that we're setting ourselves and them up for failure 
Hi friends, it's Brenda here. I hope you're enjoying our podcast guest today on the Three Unix podcast. I wanted to interrupt the interview for a couple seconds to let you know about Aligned AF. Aligned AF is my 12-month coaching experience for leaders and entrepreneurs up to big goals in their life, ready to step into their three uniques, and fully aligning their life to their purpose. Imagine yourself living an intentional, values-driven life that aligns all domains, professional, personal, health, wealth, and community impact. You're generating a six-figure and a multi-six-figure business within your first year. You're learning to love every failure and approaching new goals with possibility, energy, and love. You're unlocking your potential and overcoming your limiting beliefs in a short period of time. And you're shifting yourself from looking ahead to looking within to consider your choices, your values, and most of all, your purpose. You're identifying barriers, examining their origins, and recognizing and celebrating the range of unique skills and experiences you possess to propel you forward. You're building healthy relationships and routines, setting boundaries around the things, people, ideas that drain you without feeling guilty. If you're interested in learning more about Aligned AF, my 12-month coaching experience for leaders and entrepreneurs, check out 3uniques.com for more details on the Aligned AF coaching experience or other coaching experiences and working with me. Take care, everyone. And now back to our guest. That quote is a great one to kind of just keep in your back pocket. Um, for me, at least, I have found it so helpful. Um, one of the reasons we may expect perfection from others is when we expect it from ourselves. So just identifying like, am I expecting so much of this person because I am expecting myself to, to show up in this perfect way and really just acknowledging that no human is perfect. We're all flawed. Um, we're not need machine or we're not machines for filling each other's needs or need fulfilling experts. So just remembering that we're human and we're imperfect. So just, I, I think this has been a huge lesson for me. Brene Brown talks about um, imperfection beautifully in her books that give some gifts of imperfection. And that has been such an important just concept for me that I'm still working on every day, but releasing this expectation that my relationships and I have to be perfect. This next one is so important. Let me take a sip of water over here because this is such an important topic. Clear communication and asking for needs to be met. So one of my favorite quotes that I've ever seen, I just love this, is expecting a need to be met without asking is like expecting a waiter to bring over food you never ordered. It is so true. We often think that our partners or other people in our life should just know us and that they should just understand us. And if they really loved me, they would know that I need this. But we all have so much going on at any given moment. Sometimes we have to help people know how to best love us because we all have a different blueprint of what it means to be loved. And so even if someone was really good at loving a previous partner, maybe you have different expectations and needs. So we have to communicate that, especially to our romantic partners and bonus if we're communicating it to our friends, our family, and even people in our work. Um, a great way to kind of share what's important to us and ask for needs to be met is like, this is important to me because of this. Would you be willing to meet this need? So an example could be, 
it's really important to me that the apartment is clean because I'm working from home every day. And when I feel like everything is chaotic around me, it's really hard for me to be focused. Would you be willing to help me clean up the apartment tonight? Because there's too much for me to do on my own. And I know that, you know, we sometimes will probably have to repeat this question or really have a conversation about it, but there's a big difference between someone not being willing to meet a need and being unable to meet the need and not knowing about it in the first place. So I think it's one of the biggest myths I think about relationships is that people should just understand what you want, or they should have a perfect understanding of how to operate in the relationship. We really have to have it be an ongoing dialogue. And I know that I still have so much practice to do in this because me and Nate are five years in and we've already grown five years so much in our communication, but imagine that in 25. So I think just continuing to always share my needs that are evolving and growing and changing, not expecting them to be the same over the course of the relationship is something that I am going to prioritize. And I think is a great reminder that no matter how long you've been in relationship to someone, you can still continue to share your needs and share if they've changed and have an open dialogue around it. So two of my favorite resources on this are the books, Eight Dates by John and Julie Gottman, and then Nonviolent Communication um, by Marshall Rosenberg. And then, yes, I see Tegan mentioned Byron Katie. Um, so good of just in general. Um, I don't remember what you were uh, referring, or I didn't know which slide you were referring to at this, but yes, Byron Katie, just in general, I feel like could apply to almost everything I've shared tonight because she is such a good resource on everything. Um, but yes, these two books I've found really great and and um, if there's any questions around either book, happy to share more. All right, let's just get to this one last um, pillar of Aligned AF Relationships here, and then we can take a break and check in. So relational boundaries. So we talked a little bit about energetic boundaries and how to strengthen those, and those are a little bit more kind of in relationship to yourself. These relational boundaries strengthen relationships if we can set them and maintain them, especially if there is mutual respect in the relationship. So if we are clearly setting boundaries, it gives people the opportunity to meet those needs and boundaries and show up for us. So unfortunately, not every relationship we have may be the type to consistently respect or meet our boundaries. And if boundaries are consistently or intentionally being broken by people in our lives after we've set them and agreed upon them, it's valuable to pay attention to that, you know? So I gave the disclaimer already, especially that if you're in an abusive situation, I mean, please know that this content does not apply, but just even with a family member or with a colleague, like if people are consistently breaking boundaries that we've set, we just have to analyze if that's a relationship that we can continue with. Um, we cannot control other people's actions, but we can control ours. And that is a key to setting boundaries. So that leads me to the pro tip that I want to share, which is when you're setting a boundary with a person directly, it's really helpful to use if you, then I statements. And I'm going to go over what an example of those look like in the next slide here. But just to repeat, it's if you, then I statements. So what does that look like in practice? Here are three different situations where you may need to set a boundary and how to use the if you, then I tactic. So with an intimate partner, for example, if you raise your voice or call me names, then I will excuse myself for a 20 minute break from the conversation. 
with a family member. If you continue to ask me when I am planning on having kids, then I will leave the conversation. So notice these are all things that are in your control, excusing yourself from the conversation versus don't do that anymore because you can't control someone's actions. And the last piece with clients, for example, could be if you do not pay your invoice within seven days of the deadline, then I, which is in your control, will pause the contract until payment is submitted. So this, if you, then I, you know, kind of boundary uh, phrasing has really been helpful for me just to feel more confident that I can kind of control the outcome of that. And I will say that setting a boundary isn't always the hardest part. It's maintaining it. So I know that boundaries are a really tough topic and happy to kind of go into more questions or details around these, but Glennon Doyle does talk beautifully about this. She has a podcast episode on We Can Do Hard Things that focuses all around boundary setting and how to do it and how to like stand strong in the boundary once you've set it. So um, I will say all of this knowing how hard boundaries can be, but when you do honor your own boundaries and especially in relationship to others, it can just be such a way to feel like you can really trust yourself and feel like you're doing what's best for you. Why don't we go ahead and either gaze straight ahead or at a surface that's um, easy for you or go ahead and close your eyes and I will guide you through a quick prompt again. And let's go ahead and actually, same as last time, we just took in a lot of information. So let's do a quick nervous system reset here, take a couple deep breaths, and then I will guide you through these questions. So Let's go ahead, sit up straight wherever we're seated, feet planted firmly and either gazing ahead or eyes closed and take a deep inhale together. Hold and release. Deep exhale. All right, second one, inhale. Hold and release. All right, let's do one more here. Deep inhale. Hold and release. Okay, and you all can keep your eyes closed here. I'm just going to guide you through another quick prompt. And let's imagine now, we've already imagined the most connected and aligned version of ourself. So now let's imagine in three to six months, you're not only feeling super connected and aligned to yourself, but you're feeling like your relationships are in the best place that they have ever been. So whether this is romantic, with family, with friends, or whoever you're looking to connect more deeply to, you're taking responsibility for your own feelings within these relationships. You're allowing others to show up in their authentic ways. You're releasing comparisons and perfectionism within your relationships bit by bit. You're being intentional with communication. You're asking for your needs to be met and you're setting boundaries and they're being well received. So let's go ahead and just sit in this for a few seconds and picture the interactions that you're having in these relationships, picture how you're feeling. And just sit in it for a second, really just soak in what this would be like. <sighs> really soak it in here. And I'll give you another few seconds before we come back.
Alrighty, I'm going to bring us back into the virtual space here in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, similar to last time, but this time focus specifically on your relationships to other people, we will answer the same question. So what are the top three feelings you will feel in the aligned relationships you have? What are the top three experiences you will experience with these aligned relationships? And then how will you take responsibility for these three feelings and experiences? So let's say that your feelings are, I want more connection. Maybe you'll prioritize weekly time together without phones. Or I want more laughter in my relationship. So I'm going to watch more stand-up comedy or we're going to start sending more funny memes. So this could be a reminder, any relationships that you want to deepen. It's not just romantic here. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's guest on the Three Uniques podcast. Uh, as always, we really appreciate your time and your commitment to listening to our guests every week. And we'd love for you to be able to share this podcast with others and encourage other people to get out there and share their three uniques. So please take a few moments to like, share this podcast, leave a review and let us know what you think. And also let us know who you'd like to hear more from, uh, what type of guests you want us to bring on for future podcast interviews. Thanks so much. Remember, get out there and share your three uniques. There's seven and a half billion people on this planet and somebody needs what you've got. Take care, friends.